Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners brought to you by Black Enterprise. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a Black woman in business. Today's episode is all about serving an underserved market. We're chatting with Jordan Kareem, the founder and CEO of Flora and Noor, an inclusive skincare company with halal, vegan, and cruelty-free products that will be the first halal-certified brand to launch at Ulta Beauty. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Jordan, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Let's talk about why you first created Flora and Noor. Tell us that story. Awesome. So I actually used to be a research chemist and pharma consultant for Johnson & Johnson and Allergan, and I absolutely loved it. So think of like Botox and SkinCeuticals. That was like my bread and butter at the time amongst a ton of other pharmaceutical brands. And I love to see patients yield efficacious results. I'd love talking to dermatologists, estheticians, and more. Um, but none of the products I could actually use in good conscience because they weren't halal certified. So although I was recommending products and talking about the mechanism of action, how they work, I, I couldn't really, I couldn't feel proud to use them um, because they weren't alcohol free. Um, they were not free of any animal byproduct, unfortunately. And so over time, I started to feel a little bit guilty about it. And I, I started thinking about, you know, the fact that like myself and millions of Muslims in the U.S., but uh, particularly have to DIY, order overseas, or use prohibited products. And then we feel a little bit guilty about it. Or many of us, I've, I've learned, being the founder of Florinor, don't even realize the products that we're using are not actually halal certified. Mm. And so I decided to go out on my own and create a brand that everyone could feel absolutely proud to use. And I think that combined with the fact that my son, he has eczema. And so now he is three. But um, when he was one, he was really, really struggling and I couldn't find products that I could feel good about putting on my, you know, younger, my little son that I, I didn't like the ingredient list. And I felt that when you did find a product that was natural, the ingredients were clean, the products for him weren't very effective. And so I thought to myself, what if I could create a brand that was inclusive of absolutely everyone that we all can feel good about? but also that has a special focus on chronic skin conditions like eczema, hyperpigmentation, psoriasis, melasma. And so that was kind of the catalyst for the brand. As a Muslim woman, how difficult was it for you to find skincare that met your needs before you went out and created your own? It's super, super difficult. I would a lot of times just concoct things in my kitchen, um, which is how a lot of like our original products, like our first products at Flora and Nord came about. Um, and my husband always makes the joke. He's like, is this for dinner or is this for your face or your hair? Like what's going on here? And so a lot of times I would do that. And sometimes I would have to like order overseas. I would do a lot of that often. 
but also in ordering overseas, whether it's in the Afri Africa, the Middle East, or even Asia, a lot of products that are even halal certified don't really have a skincare focus on melanin-rich skin. And they even sometimes are like targeting kind of like a European white beauty standard. And so I, you know, here in the U.S., I do feel like there's an encouragement of, you know, our melanin, of our, our rich, dark complexions. And so I, I did want to create a brand where, for example, in our vitamin C collection, where, you know, the ingredients that we're using are working to brighten skin for an overall even complexion, but not whiten. I, I wanted to make sure, you know, that we're creating products that are inclusive and encouraging the fact that we do have like this beautiful, dark, rich, complected skin. Um, and a lot of times to achieve that without using those sorts of like harsh or whitening ingredients, I would really be concocting things in my kitchen. <laughs> We've said a couple of times now that Flora and Noor is halal certified. For those who don't know, what exactly does that mean? So what that means is that all of our products are free of any alcohol. They're also free um, of any animal byproduct. So think ingredients like gelatin, glycerin, collagen. A lot of these ingredients are animal derived, either pork or something else, which is not permissible for Muslims to use. So instead, we don't use gelatin. We also use kosher glycerin. Um, and then in addition, all of our products, they don't contain collagen, though they do encourage collagen production. So we try to use ingredients that either have the same results or are more effective. So people who use ingredients like collagen, which is animal derived, instead we use ingredients like go-to cola, for example, which is actually 10 times more effective than collagen itself. And so that's our goal is to really be innovative in creating halal products that yield um, efficacious results for everyone. Another part of being halal that a lot of people don't realize is that all of our ingredients are traceable. They're not only traceable, um, but all of our ingredients are also ethically sourced and our packaging is sustainable and conscious of the environment. And that is all a part of the process of being halal certified. And you also can't have any genetically modified ingredients, right? Exactly. So I like to say like, we are beyond clean. So those who are in, you know, it's a clean product, we go above and beyond that. So even though, you know, we are serving um, an underserved, you know, population, truly our products are absolutely amazing for everyone. And what do you have to do uh, production wise in order to maintain that halal certification? So that was actually quite difficult because in finding um, a co-manufacturer that could help us um, scale our products and mass produce at a, a very large scale, um, especially in the U.S., there's a lot of education that has to go around it because a lot of um, co-manufacturers, they, they don't even know what halal is, um, which is understandable. So we have to educate the facility. We even have to bring in the Islamic Services of America to educate um, and make sure that everything um, is halal by um, Islamic standards. Wow. So as I mentioned in the intro, there was very little in mainstream beauty that catered to Muslims before Flora and Noor. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the community about what this brand means to them? So that's the most exciting thing is 
Um, so we are based out of Chicago, and I am from Chicago, and we have something in Chicago that's called the Mass Convention, which is where about like 10,000 to 30,000 Muslims annually come um, in December or late November, it depends on the year. Um, and we had so many young women come up to us and they were like, oh my gosh, we are so happy that this exists. Like, thank you for creating this for us. And there were also so many young girls who didn't even realize that the products that they were using were not halal. And so it's just really, really exciting to see how many, like the impact that we're making and how many people are excited by the fact that this finally exists for them in the U.S. and products are more easily accessible. The other impact that I've seen that was really exciting was um, African-Americans specifically messaging us and DMing us, which a lot of people don't realize is the Muslim population in the U.S., the largest Muslim population in the U.S. is actually African-Americans. And a lot of people don't realize this. So it's so beautiful to see that, you know, in, in the Muslim community, there's also another underserved population, which is African-Americans, who are also looking for halal beauty products that address our skin concerns as well. And so um, that is just makes me feel so good as well. So there's so many different levels of impact and it just makes me feel really proud of what we're doing. You mentioned that beyond being halal, it's also a very clean brand. Um, for those who don't need their skincare to be halal, what are some of the benefits of your products? So all of our products are also inspired by African and Middle Eastern um, traditions and ingredients um, that might not be very popular here, but are very popular in Africa and the Middle East. And so what is also cool is that all um, active ingredients that people see in skincare today, like vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, salicylic acid, um, the ones you see all over social media that people are trying to figure out how to use and um, how to incorporate in their skincare regimen, we use the botanical versions of all of these ingredients. So for example, salicylic acid, we use willow bark powder. For acid, we use botanical hyaluronic acid and also a natural form of hyaluronic acid that has actually been shown to be more effective than the most common used hyaluronic acid in a lot of other skincare brands that's actually native to Sudan. And so we really do go above and beyond being clean um, and try to really bring all of our products and ingredients back down to earth, back to the root as natural and and inspired by, you know, Africa and the Middle East and traditions and ingredients that um, people don't realize are extremely, extremely effective. So as you just mentioned, ingredients are very important to your brand. Transparency when it comes to ingredients is very important to your brand. What are some of the ways that you're educating customers about what's inside the jars and where it comes from? So on socials, we definitely um, post and um, have things on our feed, even videos that are specifically directed um, and educate consumers on specific ingredients that they might not be aware of, but that we feature in our products. We also soon have launching um, an integration called Clear For Me, which will allow um, each customer or anyone who views our website to hover over an ingredient, which 
then we'll pop up an explanation of the ingredient, where it's sourced, and what exactly it does. So transparency is super, super important for us. And people who are not even aware um, of the rare ingredients that we use, but even just basic ingredients, because skincare can be confusing, have a lot of transparency on our website. So even preservatives, other ingredients are able to just hover over it and it tells them exactly what it does, how it's sourced, um, and all of our ingredients are traceable. Wow. You will be launching a special collection at Ulta.com, the very first halal brand at Ulta. What does that mean to you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it means the world to me. And I would even say like on top of that, it's so cool because where I grew up is actually like down the street from Ulta headquarters. So it's truly full circle for me um, because when I was younger and I was in high school, I could see Ulta headquarters. So it's, it's truly a full circle moment. And also the ultimate goal of Flora Noir for me personally as the founder is to make halal skincare more accessible. So being at, you know, America's largest beauty retailer is so huge for me um, and, you know, millions of others because they have easier access to our products. And so I'm just so excited um, that we'll be able to um, provide our products to, to everyone. Uh, when I talk to small business owners, a lot of the time scale comes up as one of the big challenges they have to face. You just said that you are going to be at America's largest beauty retailer. So what has the process been like for you preparing for this launch at Ulta? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> to be completely transparent on top of our ingredient transparency, it's been quite difficult to scale. Um, and I have learned a lot about supply chain and logistics very, very quickly in a short amount of time. Um, it is very, very difficult. So I, I mean, I suggest to any founder um, that's trying to get into large retailers, whether it's online or um, in store, to, you know, really make sure that you have like your supply chain, your 3PL, your manufacturers completely refined because it is a very, very difficult process. Um, of course, it's definitely worth it, um, but it, it, it has been a struggle. <laughs> the opportunity with Ulta came about because you won the Rare Beauty Brands um, Ulta Beauty Black Girl Ventures Pitch Competition. You have participated in a number of accelerator programs and pitch competitions such as Black Ambition, Amazon's Black Business Accelerator and Essence's New Voices. How have these um, been helpful to you as you've been growing your business? They've been extremely helpful to me because um, I have bootstrapped my business thus far. Um, so I haven't raised venture capital yet. And so um, the funding from all of these accelerator programs has really helped me scale and has really helped me provide the inventory for Ulta Beauty, 13 Loon, um, Amazon, and many other platforms that we're available at, as well as the mentorship and the education. As a pharma consultant and research chemist, I don't really have um, a large uh, business operations background. 
So the mentorship has absolutely meant everything to me. And it's also meant everything to me that my community has helped me um, win some of these um, pitch competitions where there's a voting aspect, um, for example, like the Rare Beauty Brands pitch competition. And so, I mean, I'm so grateful to be a part of these accelerator programs because I truly... um, especially as somebody who is a part of an underserved community, um, really do need the funding and the mentorship, especially because even when trying to raise venture capital, um, sometimes there is a difficulty in investors and others understanding Halal Beauty, the importance of it and the meaning of it. Um, And because of that struggle, the accelerator programs have been really helpful and me really refining my storytelling and explaining exactly, you know, how important filling this white space is in our community, but globally. Because a lot of people don't realize that Halal Beauty alone is a $75 billion market, but it's just untapped in the U.S., which is what we're trying to, you know, fill. We're trying to solve that vacancy. And of course, as a founder, I'm trying to you know, take some of that market share. And so it has been more, more beneficial to me than anyone could ever imagine. I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the reasons that most markets are underserved is because the people who are funding businesses don't see the value in that market. So as you've been out there, you know, starting your process of fundraising, how have you overcome some of the challenges of explaining the halal market? I think it's truly all about the storytelling. I think the story is very, very important. I think it's also important how it relates to you and your experience. Um, And so I think uh, me being the founder who, you know, it's, it's not just a vacancy that I'm solving for others, but it's also a personal issue for myself. Um, I think I have the passion and also the experience as a research chemist and pharmaceutical consultant to really execute the mission, the purpose um, of my brand. And so I think, you know, making sure that those things are tied and a refined, you know, story um, and explanation are, are really, really important. And I think that's how I really kind of overcome some of those obstacles and really explaining, you know, what we're doing at Flora Norm. Did you pick up any useful tips as you were learning about how to research the market? Of course, you live the market, you are the customer, but in being able to translate that to other people, um, you know, what has been most helpful in, in you researching the market? Yeah, I think that's actually the most important thing because they want to know, you know, the market size, what is the actual opportunity, right? And so um, I've learned a great deal about really learning about that and finding that at many of the accelerator programs that I've been involved in. And so really relaying the message that, you know, a lot of people may think like, oh, Halal Beauty, it's like a small niche. It's like your little community, but it's like, no, I have the market research to show you that this is a huge market globally, but you're missing out and we're missing out and I am trying to solve that. And so those are some, you know, tidbits and information that I've learned in the accelerator programs that I'm grateful to be a part of is to make sure that I'm really, you know, not not getting them stuck in the weeds about um, so much our halal certification. So they're 
thinking, okay, this is a small thing. It's like a niche for a group of Muslims. It's very important to educate them. Like this is, you know, the amount of Muslims that are here in the U.S. This is the largest population of Muslims in the U.S. And this is how big this could be globally, not even in just the U.S., but we do hope to be the leader of Halal Beauty globally and also the leader of Clean Beauty globally. My goal is for when people think of Clean Beauty, when they think of Halal products, they think of Flora Noor. Wow. So as you've been talking about some of the takeaways you've had from the pitch competitions and the accelerator programs, what advice would you share with other Black women entrepreneurs about making the most of those kinds of opportunities? I would definitely say I feel like even people who are part of the accelerator programs, sometimes they forget about the other founders that are in the program. So it's also important to not just network up um, and network with the mentors and the business advisors and the experts, but also make sure that you're networking with the other founders because there's so many opportunities for collaborations um, as well as advice and knowledge from other founders. There's been so many founders that I've built friendships with over the course of these accelerator programs that have been able to give me a warm introduction to somebody that they know that that I might not know, you know, whether it's a, a retailer, an investor, an influencer. So there's so many opportunities that you can miss out on if you're not also networking with the other founders in the programs. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, before we go, Jordan, is there anything else you want everyone out there to know about either the halal market or about Flora and Noor? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I always have so much to say about Flora and Noor. <laughs> now is your chance. You got the platform. <laughs> but I would love to say um, that our goal is really to make halal skincare more accessible, um, whether it's, you know, skincare, body, ca body care. We do plan to also expand our assortment. We are launching at ultabeauty.com, but of course, we're also available at 13 Loon, Amazon, Beauty Bridge, and Bear Shop. Um, and I mean, I the goal is to be everywhere <laughs> um, globally. Um, and so um, I hope that you guys take a look at Flora Noor. Um, our products are truly trying to target chronic skin conditions, those who appreciate clean skin care, and those who have melanin-rich skin. Thank you so much, Jordan, for sharing your small business success story. As she said, everyone out there, please take a look at the company website, floraandnor.com. You can also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, or Twitter at Flora and Noor. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters Inc. and other podcasts from Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show us some love by leaving a five-star review or put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening.